is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Tuesday, May 16th, readers gathered at Common Good Books to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Our eighth reader is Mike Elliott. Mike grew up in West St. Paul. Yay! I mean, <laughs> my husband grew up there and has had homes on St. Paul's West Side and in Maplewood. He now resides up north on the lake near Jacobson, Minnesota, where he is planning his 28th annual canoe trip to the BWCAW. In the summer, he enjoys teaching his young grandchildren how to jump off the dock, paddle his canoe, and catch bluegills. The only ashes under his big cedar are from his former dog, Scooter. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Um, my main project is a novel I'm working on that also involves St. Paul the West Side called Escaping Limbo, God is Willing, in 18 months. I hope to be reading from that here at Common Good Books. But the background for Grandpa's last trip was a Halloween party, and I noticed an urn on my neighbor's mantle. And I said, is this a prop? And it wasn't a prop. There was somebody in there. So hence the, um, the uh, grandpa's uh, last trip. And um, I know today in the loft and the courses I do and things that people think everything's a memoir. I've had three people that read this. Oh my gosh, I didn't know your grandfather was blind. So here's the story. A Catholic priest on St. Paul's North End once said, a man born blind from birth will never know the meaning of darkness because he has never experienced light. No one knew what to do with my grandfather, Cliff Coatney, after he died. Blind since birth, Grandpa Cliff did not believe much in going to Mass. He claimed he was spiritual, but not religious. Too much of religion is about raising money, not about worshiping God, he told me one day. Once he even hit a Bible banger with his cane when the man told him, you know, God don't give you nothing you can't handle. <laughs> Grandpa's frustration was not about his lack of sight, but rather with the way some reacted to it, all awkward, full of pity. He married his blind sweetheart, my grandmother, the day after they both turned 16. She was a sight for sore eyes, Grandpa joked, but she sure did smell good. <laughs> my grandfather loved teaching high school civics and politics. The first Tuesday of every summer month, he walked to his bank, returning to make bag lunches for a Mississippi River shore fishing trip, and he quizzed me on government. My job was to listen, fold his new bills. Ones were left unfolded, fives creased crosswise, and tens lengthwise. 
The U.S. should do like Ireland, make them all different sizes so us blind folks don't get screwed, he said. He even cornered Senator Humphrey after a parade and lobbied him on changing the dimensions of paper money. They both parted laughing. My grandfather died sitting in his easy chair, listening to a Prairie Home Companion, his favorite radio show. Mom followed his instructions and had him cremated. We threw a party, complete with his favorites. Plenty of Jameson whiskey, Cheetos, and Patsy Klein music. <laughs> his urn sat in our family room for weeks. At Thanksgiving, all of my relatives labored over what to do with my grandfather's ashes. We could put them in our gardens, Cliff's younger sister suggested, or maybe at the lake under the big cedar where he sat and listened to my, us grandkids jump off the dock, my older sister suggested. Actually, Grandpa told me where he wanted to go once, I said. Where would that be, Mom asked. Well, we were playing poker, just the two of us. He let me have a beer, and he had a few. He insisted he didn't want his ashes in a cemetery or on a mantle. Just tell him to throw me on the freeway when I'm gone, he said. <laughs> Everyone was smiling. Well, it's all settled then, Mom said. After pie, we all get in the van, head west, and empty my dad's ashes between the Dale and Snelling Avenue exits. <laughs> Grandpa wanted them on I-94 because it went all the way from St. Paul to Billings, and he always wanted to visit Montana. Thank you very much. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.